This is the day that the Lord has made. Spirit. 
singing of the Alleluia.
continue with the sermon hymn for all the saints on page 11.
the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated. While I was in college, I signed up for Naval Aviation Officers Candidate School in order to become a naval aviator and fly fighter jets off the deck of a carrier. However, after I signed up, I met Jeanette, and after the first summer of OCS, I decided it was not going to work to be married to Jeanette and to fly in the Navy. So, God bless military spouses. That's one of the toughest jobs in the world. I did learn a lot at OCS the summer of 1987 in Pensacola. Officer candidate school is a lot like summer camp. Well, except for Staff Sergeant Norbeck, United States Marine Corps, who never tired of yelling at us, getting us to do all sorts of fun things like clean your rifle for a white glove inspection and then bury it in the sand and then dig it up again, clean it again. And it's all done with the purpose of learning to obey orders without hesitating and to deal with adversity, and that's good, but not particularly pleasant. One of the activities we had the joy of participating in was boxing. I don't know about you, but I don't like to get punched. I especially don't like to get punched in the face, and well, that was the point. When I get punched in the face, my natural tendency is to lose my cool and attack wildly in anger. And the Navy was trying to teach me to keep my head despite the blows. To keep calm and carry on. To fight the good fight with careful, calculated punches thrown to gain advantage, always keeping my head in the game. This was one exercise on how to keep your cool under pressure because it seems there's a lot of pressure flying a supersonic jet aircraft into combat and then landing it on the rolling deck of a carrier. Keeping your cool in the fight is important for sailors and soldiers and airmen and Marines and Christians. Interestingly, St. Paul writes to Pastor Timothy in his first letter that Timothy should fight the good fight of faith. Take hold of the eternal life to which you were called and about which you made the good confession in the presence of many witnesses. Fight the good fight of faith. And to the Ephesians, finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. You, Christian, are in the fight. You are part of the church militant, the army of God battling the forces of evil. You are daily wrestling with the devil, the world, and your own sinful nature. And you are in battle against evil along with the whole holy Christian church. You are a soldier in the ranks of the 144,000 from every tribe of the sons of Israel, 
an image of the complete army of God, the church militant, the church in the fight. The first vision in our reading from Revelation is the church lined up shoulder to shoulder, row after row, sealed for battle. The hosts of God in conquering ranks combine. All newborn soldiers of the crucified bear on their brows the seal of him who died. Lift high the cross, all you are sealed with baptism, the word of God and holy communion, ready to march into the valley of the shadow of death to fight the good fight of faith. Be strong in the Lord and take your stand against the schemes of the devil. A clear example of this in church history is Martin Luther at the Imperial Diet of Worms in 1521. Luther was charged with heresy and he's in real danger because heretics are burned at the stake as was done to Jan Hus a hundred years earlier at the Council of Constance. Standing before the emperor, surrounded by the imperial guard and facing execution, Luther is asked to recant his writings. Despite the threats and danger, Luther refuses to recant. He answers the emperor, Charles V. Since your most serene majesty and your lordship require of me a simple clear and direct answer, I will give one. And it is this. Unless I am convinced by the testimony of the scriptures and by clear reason, for I do not trust in the Pope or councils alone, since it is well known that they have often erred and contradicted themselves, I am bound by the scriptures I have quoted. My conscience is captive to the word of God. I cannot and I will not retract anything, since it is neither safe nor right to go against conscience. Here I stand. I cannot do otherwise. God help me. Amen. Luther stood his ground against the pressure of the Pope and the Emperor, and thankfully he had a prince wise enough and powerful enough to protect him and allow him to continue to preach and teach for another 25 years. The fight is fierce, the warfare long. It is dark and desperate on the battlefield as you receive blow after blow from the evil one and his minions. The blows can come fast and furious and the devil wants you to lose your cool and lash out wildly in anger. Repent of your anger and do not lose your head. Keep calm and carry on. This was originally a message from the Ministry of Information to British citizens before World War II. This is also good wartime advice for you in the dark, desperate times in the valley of the shadow of death. Blows come in from all sides, taunting, attacking, ostracizing. In our nation, you are considered by many to be a dangerous, radical extremist if you believe that the Bible is true, that marriage is the lifelong union of a man and a woman, that life begins at conception and is precious in God's sight. In your day-to-day -day life, you can be called a bigot, be labeled hateful and unsafe, 
Members of your family will turn on you because you believe Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. And there could be literal physical blows. Christians are under great pressure in so many places around the world. Beatings, whippings, imprisonment, arson, and death. Since 2009, in Nigeria alone, 18,000 churches have been burned. 2,200 Christian schools have been set ablaze, and over 52,000 Christians have been murdered by Islamist militants. It's dangerous to be a Christian in the world. Sealed by Christ, the church is united around the world in fighting the good fight of faith with our only offensive weapon being the sword of the Spirit, the Word of God. Keep calm and carry on. You are a soldier in the army of the Lord and you are sealed, ready for battle. Do not fear those who kill the body but cannot kill the soul. Rather, fear him who can destroy both soul and body in hell. You are in the fight. Fight the good fight. Don't lose your head because no matter how dark it seems, you are blessed with a blessing for eternity. Blessed are you when others revile you and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on my account. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward is great in heaven. For so they persecuted the prophets who were before you. And when the fight is fierce and the warfare long, steals on the ear the distant triumph song. While the battle rages in this life, you get a glimpse of what is to come. The second vision in our reading from Revelation comes after the battle. After this I looked and behold, a great multitude that no one could number from every nation, from all tribes and peoples and languages, standing before the throne and before the Lamb, clothed in white robes with palm branches in their hands, and crying out with a loud voice, Salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. This is a church triumphant. Instead of soldiers lined up shoulder to shoulder in precise order ready for battle, this group is a great unnumbered multitude, not dressed for battle, but dressed for the wedding banquet in the white robe of Jesus' righteousness, waving palm branches of victory and praising God with a loud voice. This is not an army going off to war. These are people at peace with the Lord. And who are, who are these people? These are the ones coming out of the great tribulation. Their ragged, tattered, battle-scarred robes made white by being washed in the blood of the Lamb. This is the victory celebration. This is what awaits you on the last day, the victory celebration of the Lamb of God. The Lamb shepherds you, and you will be at peace. They shall hunger no more neither thirst any more. The sun shall not strike them, nor any scorching heat. For the Lamb in the midst of the throne will be their shepherd, and he will guide them to springs of living water, and God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. The Lord is your shepherd, you shall not want. 
Life as a Christian in this world is hard. You are in the fight. You're fighting the good fight of faith. You're taking the blows from the evil one. Protected by the Lord, you take your blows and keep your head and keep calm and carry on doing what you have been given to do. Today we remember all those in our fellowship who have died this past year. We remember those who have been transferred from the church militant to the church triumphant. All those who can say with St. Paul, I have fought the good fight, I have finished the race, I have kept the faith. Henceforth there is laid up for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will award to me on that day, and not only to me, but also to all who loved his appearing. Those who have died in Christ are at peace with the Lord until the last day, when they will be raised up in perfection to celebrate the victory of the Lamb forever in the heavenly city of New Jerusalem. You are in the church militant, the army of the Lord doing daily battle against evil and darkness in your life and in the world until the day you're transferred to the church triumphant. It is a hard fight, but you're ready. You're sealed for the fight. You're not alone, and you know the final victory has already been won. You know on the last day there will be, you will be there on the last day in the heavenly city, one of the uncountable multitude wearing the white robe of Jesus' righteousness, waving palm branches and praising the Lamb forever. Fight the good fight of faith. Finish the race. You are sealed by the Lamb. Amen. And now may the peace of God, the peace that is beyond understanding, keep your hearts and minds in true faith until our Lord Jesus returns in glory. Amen. We rise with the remembrance of those who have died this last year.
prayers this morning. We pray for Daniel Collins, former student of Hamstock Luther's Daily Neurological Team. Kelly Franks, friend of Alice and Bill Francis, who is continuing treatment for stage 4 cancer. Paul Jansen, friend of Vicki Schwab, who is fighting stage 4 colon cancer and undergoing severe surgery this week. Michelle and her husband Rob, friends of Carol Knott, who are both suffering with cancer. Frank Sims, friend of Ruth Salmeyer, whose cancer has returned and it has been put in hospice. Sharon Benson, sister-in-law of Gary and Carl Benson, who is hospitalized after a stroke. Patricia Moore, friend of Ruth Salmeyer, who is suffering from serious back problems. Hudson Lancaster, four-year-old son of friend of Jenna Johnson, suffering from severe burns. Rowan Taylor, family, friend of Nancy George, who is eight years old and suffering from life-threatening issues, but slowly improving with prayers. Teresa, friend of Kim Williams, who is recovering from a stroke. Emilio, an orphan in Guatemala, who needs support, who is ill and needing major medical care. Reverend John Huss, son of Federation President Dan Huss, who is diagnosed with lymphoma. Barbara Glenn, friend of Bruce Salmeyer, struggling with heart issues. Earl Hunt, 97-year-old friend of Bruce Salmeyer, who is hospitalized with health issues. And Dean Fogus, friend of Tom and Sally Martin, who undergoes cancer surgery in early November. Let us pray for the whole Church of God in Christ Jesus and for all people according to their needs. O oh Lord, faithful God, amen, ourselves, our bodies and souls, and all things into your keeping, deliver us in your righteousness from all that would harm the body or assault the soul. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayers. Almighty God, send your spirit to the ministers of the church who bring the good news of Christ's death and resurrection, that they may work through the preaching of the gospel to gather the lost. Give us ears to 
faith to receive him in what in his blessed sacrament. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. Heavenly Father, grant that we may be brought up to everlasting life with the faithful who have gone before us, who now rest from their labors. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. Almighty Father, we give thanks that you have washed us in the blood of the Lamb, written our names in the book of life, and made us a royal priesthood and heirs of an eternal inheritance. Though we are unworthy of your saving grace, we pray you to hear us in the name of Jesus Christ, in whom, with whom, and through whom all honor and glory is yours. Heavenly Father, with the Holy Spirit, one God now and forever. Amen.
our Savior. We pretend to joy we receive the salvation accomplished for us by the all-being sacrifice of his body and his blood on the cross. Gathered in the name and remembrance of Jesus, we beg you, O Lord, to forgive, renew, and strengthen us with your word and spirit. Grant us faithfully to eat his body and drink his blood as he bids us to do in his own testament. Gather us together, we pray, for the end of the earth. To celebrate with all the faithful the marriage feast of the Lamb and his kingdom, which has no end. Graciously receive our prayers. Deliver and preserve us. You alone, O Father, we are glory, honor, and worship of the Son and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name.
body and blood of your Lord and Savior Jesus Christ strengthen you and preserve you in true faith until life everlasting. Go in peace. Your sins are forgiven. Spirit, one God, now and forever.